0: Good news, my new book is almost here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth. And while it doesn't officially come out with Sounds True until May 7th, you can pre-order it now. And when you do, you'll receive up to $500 in additional gifts and resources to support you on your healing journey. I wrote this book because in the four-year span between 2016 and 2020, I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked every area of my life, health, relationships, finances, career, social status, and even my very identity. Along the way, I experienced firsthand just how dysfunctional our culture's relationship to loss really is. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success, Shackled with isolation, and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and evolution, not only as individuals, but as a species. So, this book expands the conversation around grief and loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we cover those too, to include falls from grace of all kinds personal, professional, and collective. This includes the end of a relationship or job, death of a loved one. A natural disaster or a war, infertility, abortion, or a financial crisis. Also, when we're going through hard times, we're encouraged at every turn to hurry up and get on with it. But by trying to power through these messier seasons of life, we're denying ourselves the very answers to our healing and growth. Whether you're experiencing hardship right now, or you know that you have past hurts that are holding you back and still need healing, this book will support you. Handbook for the Heartbroken will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. Within the loving pages of this book, you'll have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. You can download your free chapter now and pre-order the book to receive all those bonuses at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. That's handbookfortheheartbroken.com. I also want to add that pre-ordering the book now is the very best way that you can support me as an author and the health of this book when it enters the world in May. It signals to booksellers to stock the book at that time and in turn, make it available to more people who need it. So thank you for your pre-orders, thank you for your support, and I look forward to continuing to deepen together in this important conversation over the coming months. Hello beautiful women, this is Sarah Avon Stover, and welcome to She Talks, a space to come home to your inner wisdom. And I am speaking to you again today from my home and my home quarantine here in Santa Barbara, California. I'm coming up on, I think it's going to be eight weeks, kind of lost count, (laughs) There's seven or eight weeks, a lot of weeks, as is likely true for you. Uh, My heart is with all of you, and I wanted to just enter into your world today with Some resources, some perspectives about grief, because grief is really here in a bigger way for all of us, and it's one of the darker aspects of life that has been stuffed into the closet of collective culture for a long time. And this is because we live in a very grief and death and old age and sickness adverse world. And we're really split off from the more ancient ways of life that honor grief and give us rituals to tend to it and to uh, support those who are grieving and to mine grief to learn from grief, uh, and I say this because you know grief really came into my life in a big way four years ago. I experienced a series of very intense, uh, shattering heartbreaks, losses, and I I'm at a loss for words <laughs> as I as I reflect back on the presence of grief in my life at those times. And it's not to say I don't feel grief now, uh, but there are stages of grief. And uh, when it's very acute, it's, it's a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. It's a force. And because of that, I can say that grief has been my greatest teacher in life thus far. And I know that It's not over with. As we get older, grief just pays us more and more visits. And when we try to shut the door on grief, we deprive ourselves of greater emotional maturity. We deprive ourselves of stretching our emotional bandwidth because the lower we go, the higher we can go. And it deprives us of the capacity to be with others who are in pain in a truly helpful way, which is not about offering advice or trying to fix someone or tell them they need to be happy and get on with it, but just really being able to sit and just be with them in their agony. So there's lots to grieve about right now, and I like the metaphor that we're all in like one sea, but different boats. We all have kind of different scenarios right now. Uh, We can be grieving life as we knew it. We can be grieving the loss of livelihood and financial security. We can be grieving sickness and death, our own Others that we love, those that we fear are going to get sick, or that which is happening globally or in our communities, we can be grieving lost time and lost dreams. Because of this great pause, we can be grieving being alone or being feeling like we're not with the people that we want to be with and we can grieve societal ills and injustices that are just more visible to us just like with the tide when you know I walk on the beach at low tide here in Santa Barbara there can be a lot of rocks and those rocks are still there in high tide but we just don't see them and now the rocks of society are just really visible in a bigger way for everyone And we can also be grieving for things that we don't even know. You know, it can be old childhood things that are coming up or ancestral things or just, we just don't know, but we're grieving. So I invite you, you know, wherever you happen to be right now to consciously give grief a seat at the table in your life and create space for it, and I hope that today's talk will help you to do that if you haven't done so already. And one of the things that really helped me move through intense grief over these past years was just learning about it and learning uh, learning its value and learning ancient ways of tending to it and being with it, and this talk that I'm going to share today is the first talk that I gave in an online course called Healing from Heartbreak that I offered almost exactly three years ago right now. Um, So I hope that it's helpful for you, and, you know, we need a lot of support with grief because it's so huge because it can really literally fry our nervous systems and west african traditions teach that um, the human nervous system actually isn't wired to process grief individually that we we need the whole community to support us to grieve like that's how big the energy is And unfortunately, our society is just not set up to offer that support uh, because it just doesn't honor the value of grief. And especially right now when we are isolated from each other physically, that can be an added challenge. So I hope this is helpful for you. And um, if you do want more grief resources, this entire course... It was a six-week course um, with several talks like this, and each one had a meditation, is available in my online store. And this is not to be salesy, but just to offer something if it's helpful. And that is at thewayofthehappywoman.com forward slash store. thewayofthehappywoman.com forward slash store. And I just took 50% off of the usual cost of this so that if it speaks to you, if you feel it would be helpful, that that will make it more accessible for you. And again, the title of the course is Healing from Heartbreak. Healing from Heartbreak. And last, before we move on to this talk about grief, um, I am teaching a live event next weekend it's an online retreat the women's yoga and meditation retreat on the theme of the divine mother and that is on saturday may 9th saturday may 9th and you're welcome to come live i'm i'm really finding it supportive to be with this women's community online right now it's called women's house of wisdom that I created to offer support during this pandemic. Women around the world, just a space for us to be really real with each other and to to dive into these practices to support us through these times. And you can learn more about that retreat and join us at womenshouseofwisdom.com, womenshouseofwisdom.com. And that is also, that is a pay from the heart model to allow you to pay what feels right for you according to these times. So hopefully those two resources will be of support if you are needing support in those ways and that this talk will be that as well. So I'm sending much love and support to you and I will see you next time. Hello, beautiful women. We are here, the time is now for us to gather for our first class in this journey that we're going on in healing the heart. I'm so grateful that you're here together because we are not meant to heal our hearts alone. We need to heal them in community and in particular, uh, the very feminine kinds of heartbreak need a tribe, and welcome to welcome to the tribe. We are a tribe journeying together to heal what is present, to heal even things that we don't realize are present, and to allow, allow our hearts to crack open into a greater state of compassion, peace, strength and than we've ever had before, and then perhaps we ever even knew could exist. I want to start by sharing a few quotes. The first is from Zen Master Suzuki Roshi, and he said, Life is like stepping into a boat that is about to sail out to sea and sink. Oscar Wilde wrote, Where there is a sorrow, there is a holy ground. And Carl Jung taught, Embrace your grief, for there your soul will grow. There is no more fertile ground for soul work. For soul growth for experiencing holiness in the here and now then in the midst of heartbreak and that's what we're going to explore in depth today so let's begin by coming into a comfortable seat together and close your eyes go inside However your body is feeling today, whatever feelings are present today, everything is welcome. All of you is invited here. And as we breathe in, breathe into our bodies, breathing into any physical tension or pain in our bodies. And exhaling that out, creating more space inside. I encourage you to exhale and drop your jaw, and release with a sound or a sigh. And then we'll inhale into our minds, into any mental tension, mental tightness, and exhale that out with a sound or a sigh. Uh, Inhale into emotional pain or tension, chaos. Exhale out more space with the sound. And keeping eyes closed. Feel into now that deeper part of yourself, your soul or what I call your she, that part of you which I believe signs up for our life journeys before we come into the world to learn certain lessons and to hopefully share the gifts from those lessons. That part of you that knows to get through whatever you're currently facing and that is longing to grow through this present impasse knowing that this is the fertile ground where it can fully truly grow and start to thrive and take up more space in your daily life you know this part of yourself maybe you don't always give her the space or the room or the trust that she asks for or that she requires and when heartbreak comes and knocks on your door this part of you demands more space inwardly in whatever words make sense for you speak to your soul invite her to be more fully present here as your teacher as your guide as your primary light through this tunnel of darkness that is grief And in the space with your she, create an intention. Maybe you already cultivated it. Maybe you felt it in your heart when you signed up. Maybe you've already shared it in our Facebook group. Maybe you haven't had time to consider what it is that you want to do, experience, receive over these next few weeks together. Take some moments right now and clarify your intention for yourself, for being here. Out of all the places you could be, all the things you could be doing, why are you here? What do you want? And write that intention down, write it down on a scrap of paper. If you have a journal, I recommend having it in your journal. Journal is a really important companion on the grief journey, especially over these next few weeks. Write down your intention. And tomorrow you'll receive your first Heal Your Heart email and it has more instructions about where to place this intention. And once you've written down that intention, you can return to closing your eyes. Know that your intention gives your experience power. It gives it direction. It gives it focus. So you know where you're going. It's like you don't get in a car and just drive aimlessly. Most likely you don't. You have a destination. And usually you pick the, the direct route or the most unobstructed route. Intention allows us to do this. And then perhaps you've recently lost someone, and if you have, I am so sad for your loss. My heart is breaking with your heart. Perhaps you lost someone or many others in the past. Maybe it's a part of yourself or something in the world or any combination. To whom or what are you dedicating your time here in this journey? Since everyone is muted, speak their name into the space. And if you haven't already, and if it's nearby, light a candle. I recommend having a candle lit when we're on these calls together. And that candle is representative of to whom or what you dedicated this journey to. And the candle is there present here with us. With this, we also wanna call in all of our ancestors, those in our family line who have died recently, or at any time throughout history, all the way back to the very roots of our ancestral line. We don't even know of, that we can't even really trace back somehow we are still living their spirit. And usually somewhere along the way, there's a break in that ancestral line and there's a wounding and a pain that if you are here, you are somehow called to help heal your ancestral line. We call all the way back to the ancestors who were well, who lived connected to the earth and the cosmos And who knew the sacred rituals and the sacred passage of grief. call our entire line in here with us to support us, to guide us, and to allow us to be vehicles of healing in our families. And so it is, and so it shall be, amen. And opening your eyes. As we move through our time together, uh, you're welcome to have open eyes, to have closed eyes, to write in your journal, to lay down, to cry, to drink some water. Take care of yourself, take care of your body as we move through today and our entire journey. So today we're really looking at grief through a particular lens. And my experience with grief is that I never learned about grief. I never learned how to grieve. I never learned the significance of grief. And when I first came across grief and as I've come to welcome it in my life, I've been blown away by its power. It is a force like no other force. It is an intense physiological experience. It is very hard on the body, it's very exhausting to grieve and none of us are adequately equipped, most of us I would say aren't adequately equipped maybe some of us come from cultures where grieving rituals are still intact and we're taught how to do this but most of us are not so while we're not taught how to grieve just like as women you know most of us aren't taught how to menstruate we're not taught about what that sacred rite of passage means still just like our bodies know how to menstruate and do that regardless of what context we put it in same with our our bodies and our souls our psyches they they do know how to grieve same as our bodies know how to birth they know how to die they know how to breathe. We, we intrinsically know how to grieve. We have the capacity to grieve. So I found, find that knowledge to be tremendously empowering when grief is feels overpowering. To know that no matter how big it is, that someplace deep inside of me knows how to do it and can do it. The other thing that's important to know is that the only cure for grief is grieving. So grief will not go away unless we grieve. And healthy grief lasts three to six months on average. That's, that's the acute grief. And we really, when we've experienced a loss, we really need to allow ourselves that amount of time to fully surrender to the grieving process. If we don't, the grief stays a lot longer, and it, it lingers. It starts to create, uh, it can create illness in the body. It can create a lot of emotional and psychological disturbances, and it can really close down our hearts and harden us, which is the opposite of what grief is trying to do. Grief is trying to break open our hearts in the areas that need opening. Another thing that's important to know, which we are not taught, is we are not supposed to grieve alone it is it is actually dangerous to grieve alone because when you have the grief which is a c- completely overwhelming experience as I've already mentioned Two, we have whatever loss we are dealing with and you know depending upon how close that loss is to you a shattering of your life and your sense of self and then if you need to grieve alone, that adds an added pain and pressure. And really, grief needs to be held within community. It needs to be held and shared with others. And that's what we're going to be talking more about that. But I'm glad that you're here because now you have a much larger support network than you had before for dealing with your grief. And that's why I really recommend the Facebook group. And also the Q&A time in these classes uh, to get more support and for more sharing. And just like we did at the start of this class today, when you are alone, you can, and I encourage you to call in support. Call on the Earth, Mother Earth, Father Sky. Call on whatever your higher power is. Call on your ancestors. Call on those those who have passed, who are looking over you, any guides or angels that you feel connected to. You want to call on these larger forces to be there with you. It, It opens up the support network. It creates a container for your grief. And use your voice. To call out, talk, talk to these spirits, cry to them, talking really helps the grieving process, using your facial muscles, and creating that sense of connection and communication instead of keeping it all bottled in. So grief is a time of really liberating your expression. Grief is wild, it is messy, it is raw. And the more you can surrender to that, uh, the more that the power of grief will move through you and bless you. And the more you resist that, the more grief can actually hurt you, just like denying any emotion or anything that's happening in the body is is ultimately going to harm you because these feelings, they, they need to flow, they need room, they need space. So if you are here, it means that you have a willingness to turn towards your grief and actually offer it a seat at the table, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's what what we want to do. We want to keep turning towards it, keep going into it, and keep offering it a seat at the table because what's going on in the world is grief does not have a seat at the table. And the deeper we get into this journey, we're going to see why that is such a huge problem, and why that is the root of so many problems within ourselves and within the world right now. Grief, like I was saying in the beginning of this call, grief is really the doorway to everything that we that we want out of life, everything that we intuit life can be, and we're just we're right on the pulse of that. And if you have lost. you're feeling great grief it means that you have loved greatly it means you have loved deeply and there's nothing more beautiful than that in the whole world that's what life is about you know we see we see in the world we see the light side of love we see all the ads for the engagement rings we see the wedding pictures we see the baby pictures We see, you know, the happy smiley faces on the internet, but we don't see the the dark side of love, which is that anything that we love, anyone that we love, we also lose. So with all those highs, the hormonal highs of falling in love, there's also this cocktail of chemicals that flows through us when we grieve and it's the inverse of the cocktail of chemicals that we feel when we're falling in love and we don't see you know the pictures from the funeral or the grief ritual or the the divorce we we don't we don't see what happens when love is lost and in this way there's not a place There's not a place where our loss can be really honored and seen and supported. We're kind of pushed into the outskirts of society and isolated and expected to grieve alone and expected then to just get back with the program as quickly as possible. And that's the worst thing that we can do for ourselves or for our culture. Grief and love are sisters. They go together. They they always journey together. So whomever you love right now, you will one day feel grief about that person. Whatever you love about your life, about yourself, you will one day feel grief about that. The more that we can accept they go together, the more that we can make room for grief in our lives. And grief is something that we move in and out of over our entire lives. It never goes away. It's always with us. Being born is a kind of grief. Coming out of the womb where all of our needs are taken care of and just being thrust out into a world where gradually, gradually we're more and more on our own. And just like sadness, anger, happiness are always with us, so is grief. It's, it's part of being human. And usually when we're feeling grief, it kind of like shakes out the rug. Of our inner world and it forces us to feel past grief that maybe we didn't have the resources or the awareness or the inner strength to feel and that can actually be the most challenging part of it is it really it really opens up old wounds and while that is challenging it's also very beautiful take a sip of water it's also very beautiful because it's a time where we can really heal a lot Uh, because the pain is just right there the wounds are right there they're just they're ripe for healing Uh, Greece is a it's a liminal time liminal being kind of like an in-between time, a time where you you have a chance to take a quantum leap. And, you know, sometimes, like right now, I feel like with this grieving process I'm going through, that it's like an opportunity for me to upgrade to Sarah version 3.0. You know, I've been living at Sarah 2.0, and now it's time for 3.0. And it's just changes across the board. So it's a liminal time to really discover who we are, to get more fully into alignment with our soul's purpose, to come into greater integrity in all of our relationships, to simplify our lives, to really clarify who we are, what we want, To heal old wounds to build emotional resilience and to cultivate inner strength and to open our hearts so it's a time where we really are most alive and I remember last year when I was going through my separation I went to a yoga class and one of my colleagues and friends was in that class and I remember it was the morning that I was going to move out of my my partner's old home and into a new place. And I was going to meet the movers at the house right after that yoga class. And as we were rolling up our mats at the end of the class, she asked, you know, how, how are you doing? What's going on? Because we haven't seen each other in a long time. And I just shared, well, I'm separating from my fiance and I'm moving this morning and She immediately just dropped in and met me in that space and put a hand on my arm and looked into my eyes. She shared some words about her divorce that she'd been through a handful of years prior, and she said, "You know, as painful as that was, it was also a time where when I felt so alive. Each day was so vivid, and all my feelings and everything around me was just felt so poignant." and I was so present and she said there's a way that I miss that now you know what you know again she was like again it was painful it was chaotic but you know when things start to normalize we there's a way that we we get disconnected from the pulse of life and the transience of life and we get a little bit numb to that truth and she just said it's a really a lifetime. And I felt that last year, I feel that this year, it's a really, it's a really potent time. So we're most alive in this threshold between the death of someone, which is also the death of a part of ourselves, and our our rebirth, our reemergence, and in the Christian tradition, it's... crucifixion and the resurrection there can be no resurrection without the crucifixion we have to go through the pain to come into something new we can't just go into something new without uh, without experiencing a lot it's um, it's a test in a lot of ways you know big big souls have big assignments And those big assignments involve pain, challenge. And when we say to life, you know, life, I can't take anymore. I've definitely said that to life before. I think many times getting on my knees, like life, give me a fucking break. I can't take anymore. And what does life do? It it piles on more. It piles on more. Especially if you have a big assignment. And this is just like when you go to the gym and you hire a personal trainer and you're doing reps with weights or you're doing intervals on the treadmill and you say like, dude, I can't do anymore. I can't lift another rep. I can't sprint another moment. And the trainer is there to say, 10 more reps. And to push us beyond what we think we can do to show us that we have the strength to show us that even when we think our tank is empty there's a spare tank in there that we didn't even know that we had this is how we get stronger this is how we come to know who we really are this is how we get to know our capacity And we need more people who have gone through these tests and come out the other side to be able to hold space for other people to do the same. Because it's big energy. Grief is, there's no bigger energy than grief. I think sexual energy is huge, but sexual energy is pleasurable. Grief is not pleasurable. Grief feels like you're going, like you are going to die. And we need people who know how to feel it, who know how to move that big energy through their bodies to, to, to be there for other people when they're experiencing that too. All right. Thank you for joining me for today's She Talk. And I'm sending you my love and support. Until next time.